0: Well, there's been another change or update when it comes to AstraZeneca in this country, and it's causing more confusion and frustration. Joining us now is Dr. Gerald Evans. He's with Infectious Diseases at Queen's University, and he joins us once again here on 640 Toronto. Doctor, nice to have you back with us. Thanks, Jeff. All right, uh, Nassie now recommending Moderna or Pfizer is the preferred second dose for those that got AstraZeneca as their uh, first dose. Uh, What is the reasoning behind this?
1: Well, really, it's it's related to the emergence of some evidence, uh, and it's really a two-parter. One is that we've got some evidence now from a study that looked at antibody levels, which are a surrogate marker, but but they give us some reason to believe that there's a correlation with protection. That came out of a study that was done in Spain, and it suggested that people who got an mRNA vaccine like Pfizer or Moderna after having had AstraZeneca seem to have higher levels of neutralizing antibodies in their blood, which we would say likely protects you a little bit better uh, than um, uh, against COVID-19 than you would have with just uh, AstraZeneca as a second dose. But it's important to underscore AstraZeneca still is a highly protective uh, vaccine. The other part that's come out is the emergence of the Delta variant. Uh, And we've got some data that's really been published by the UK, uh, from England and from Scotland, uh, that suggested at least that the mRNA vaccines in general seem to give a little better protection after two shots uh, than uh, the AstraZeneca after two shots. Um, again, probably more related to whether you get the infection or not from Delta versus protection, because we know protection, that is not getting sick after you've had two doses of any of the vaccines, is pretty standard across the board and is very, very high.
0: Okay, so what is the advice to those that have had AstraZeneca both doses, their first and second dose? Because I've seen a lot of people questioning, particularly on social media, as to whether or not they should go get a third dose now. Should they uh, go get an mRNA uh, vaccine?
1: Yeah, so I'd say stay tuned for what recommendations might come out in the next little while because that's probably one of the next questions we're going to look at is if you've already been double-dosed with AstraZeneca, what's the benefit from getting a third dose perhaps with one of the mRNA vaccines? But I would reassure people who've had two doses of AstraZeneca, you have very, very good protection against getting severely ill from COVID-19, which means it's going to prevent you from going into a hospital. Uh, It's certainly going to likely prevent you from dying um, substantially and probably at levels that we see with the mRNA vaccines. The the interest lies in this sort of uh, sterilizing immunity. In other words, do you actually get an infection? Uh, so that may be a little bit higher in people who got two AstraZeneca versus AstraZeneca and an mRNA vaccine or two mRNA vaccines. Um, but, but again, if, if the consequences of that are minimal and you don't even have any symptoms, uh, I think that's the thing that most people are worried about when it comes to COVID-19. So I'd say stay tuned. Uh, there may be some recommendations emerging as studies are done now to look at people who have had double doses of an adenovirus vector vaccine like AstraZeneca or the JN J vaccine as has uh, been used in the U.S. to find out whether an mRNA vaccine as a third or, or a second dose after J&J may be reasonable.
0: Okay, hear what you're saying, but can you appreciate and understand the frustration of those that have had AstraZeneca? Because this news comes on the heels, and we were talking about this on the show yesterday, that those that have had AstraZeneca might not be able to go to Broadway shows like Springsteen on Broadway because AstraZeneca was never approved in the U.S. And now, you know, those that have had AstraZeneca are hearing, well, it might be better or might have been better if you got Moderna or Pfizer as your second dose. So, can you appreciate and understand the frustration out there?
1: Oh, absolutely. And, and you know, AstraZeneca in particular has been a real problem. If you recall, the stages have been, well, first you didn't give it to old people. Well, then you could give it to old people, but don't give it to young people because of the clot issue. And then uh, it became an issue of, well, we really don't know and we should hold off completely using AstraZeneca while we evaluate sort of safety. Yeah, so the messaging has been really a back and forth, a bit complex I will say the issue as a fan of Bruce Springsteen um, is that, uh, you know, a lot of this is related to some very interesting sort of, um, I would say, country-specific things. So remember that uh, the three vaccines approved in the U.S. are Pfizer, Moderna, and J&J. AstraZeneca is a British vaccine. It was developed in Britain. uh, And uh, this is a little bit of vaccine nationalism almost uh, because, you know, you can say, well, we only want you to be vaccinated with the ones we've approved. And, of course, as you pointed out, AstraZeneca. Was never approved in the states and may may not ever get approved. I suppose. So in a way, it's it's not really based on necessarily good science, but it is based on something that a country could say. Well, we have a regulatory process, and and the vaccine that you had never went through our regulatory process.
0: Okay. Since we're on this subject, do you think science it's got to win the day here? Do you think this needs to? Uh you know, get worked out because it's just not the Springsteen show. This is about the future of travel, really. And, you know, one of the great ironies here is a lot of the people that got AstraZeneca here in Canada, well, it came from the U.S. It came from U.S. factories.
1: Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And, of course, here in Canada, we also say that, you know, when you come back uh, from traveling, if you've had one of the approved vaccines, you're okay in, in double doses. But if you've had Sputnik or, or Sinovac or Sinopharm or whatever, you can. And so, yeah, we, we have to get this sorted out. I think the science is going to help us sort it out. The challenge we have right now, Jeff, is that some of the data on the vaccines uh, that are from Russia and from China, et cetera, we just don't have that data to look at. So as a, as a, as a doctor, as a physician and, and a, an academic, scientists, I need to look at that data uh, to help me inform me about whether or not the evidence exists to support it. And and unless there's transparency about Sputnik, for instance, as the Russian vaccine, about how good it actually is, uh, we're always going to be left with a lot of uncertainty, whereas the data about the ones that have been approved, or at least where that data has been available, it allows us to look at the science and make a much more reasonable suggestion. So I think it's a phase we're going to go through right now of a little bit of, vac- as I said, vaccine nationalism, and uh, hopefully that'll all get sorted out in the long Long run. I would say to people, AstraZeneca was used extensively in the Europe and the UK. Uh, so I don't see any restrictions arising there. It'll be mostly, unfortunately, the United States at this point.
0: Dr. Evans, uh, what would you say to those that are not only frustrated, but are also wondering aloud why the messaging has been so mixed? Uh, you know, there are people asking, can't we just get our act together here? Is that the problem? Is it the messaging, or is it the fact that, uh, you know, these are relatively obviously new vaccines? There's new data coming out uh, literally, you know, every day.
1: Yeah, Jeff, you got it. It's the latter thing. Uh, what what people are seeing here is the actual real life uh, emergence of evidence and science uh, during the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, this is not mixed messaging. It's as we get studies and we examine that data and then we can draw conclusions from that data. It informs our decisions as it would inform my colleagues who sit on NASI, et cetera. And so what you're seeing is the, that sort of real progression of evidence emerging. And of course, COVID-19 is only a year and a half old. So this is a continual process and it's going to continue for a while to come. So people should be ready for that. It's not that we don't know what we're doing. The problem is we're getting evidence that's leading us to decisions that need to be made uh, that are appropriate based on the evidence that's there.
0: And maybe instead of being frustrated, realize that we are learning more and more every day about the vaccines and about the uh, virus and that uh, this is progress. This is actually a good thing. Good news.
1: Absolutely. And that's what it is. And, And the problem with... I think in general, is that we're used to science informing us in a sort of very fixed manner. We don't announce things. And then once it's announced, it's sort of written in, written in stone to some degree. And what people are seeing now is exactly that. The science is emerging. We're learning so much about this virus. We, we know lots more about why the Alpha variant was more transmissible. We're learning more about why the Delta variant is more transmissible. And that helps to inform us about what decisions need to be made to protect the public and protect each other.
0: All right, Doctor, appreciate the time. As always, have a safe and enjoyable weekend.
1: And you too. Thanks for having me.
0: Dr. Gerald Evans is with Queens University.